The views expressed on the following broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. The past is behind us, what has been, now is gone. But right now is with us and we must carry on. And when regret closes in, I don't see what might have been. Welcome to the Victory Report, a presentation of Take 12 Recovery Radio, featuring the men and women of Teen Challenge of Arizona, sharing their experience, strength, and hope as it relates to overcoming life-controlling issues by the power and grace of Jesus Christ. And now, here are your hosts, the Mighty Man and Denver Wolf. Well, greetings one and all. Welcome to show number three. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, we're just uh, we're just producing these shows one after another, Denver, aren't we? We yep. are. Show number three of the Victory Report. What is the Victory Report? Uh, it is uh, a report of victory. <laughs> right? How ironic. Yeah, how ironic. <laughs> uh, particularly uh, when it comes to the men and women that participate in Teen Challenge of Arizona, sharing their experience, strength, and hope as it relates to overcoming life-controlling issues through the power of God. That's a mouthful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And uh, so, everybody, welcome aboard uh, to the Victory Report, show number three. Um, our website address for all of our shows is take12radio.com. If you want to go specifically... <coughs> To the Victory Report page, you go to take12radio.com forward slash team challenge and dot uh, uh, html, and that'll take you right to it. Or you can just follow the links at take12radio.com. So it is good to have uh, each and every one of you with us today. Uh, if you are a, a, a parent, a loved one of, perhaps you're sponsoring someone in the Teen Challenge program, uh, I encourage you to share this broadcast. You can download it. You can make copies of it. You have our permission to do that. And use it as a, a tool, a testimony, and to help further uh, people's recovery from life-controlling issues. I, I have to tell you, Denver and I, we, we've been so impressed with Teen Challenge of Arizona, the way they operate. Uh, it, really, they, they do it right. And there's good things coming out of there. There is good things coming out of there. You 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 betcha. Well, this show, we are featuring our very special guest, Marla M. She is she wears a couple of hats actually. She's the intake coordinator and center supervisor for the adolescent girls home springboard home for youth, part of the Teen Challenge of Arizona Network. Marla, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. What okay, what town is is a uh, springboard home for youth in? It's in Tucson. 
Oh, it's in Tucson. Oh, Denver, you'll like yeah. that. <laughs> I love Arizona. Yeah. Denver loves Arizona. The warmth. Awesome. Yes, the friendliness. <laughs> you have cactus, too. And, and cactus. It's one of and, my favorite plants. Mark, you can leave it alone for a while and go about your business and come back and it still loves you. <laughs> it will reach out and t- it, it will reach out, out and, and touch, touch you. you. <laughs> so, so Marla, is it cactus or cacti? Uh, I say cactus. I think it can be both. Oh, it can be both. Okay. Well, there you go. So, you, know, you had to throw that in. Didn't I you? had to, I had to throw that in. Yes, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna Google that. Well, before before we get into some, uh, really, uh, this recovery thing is serious business. It really is. I mean, these are people's lives at stake. We know that uh, addiction, and when I say addiction, that's a broad term. That doesn't just necessarily mean chemical addiction. That can be behavioral addictions. I mean, it's so broad, but addiction is the number one health crisis in our world today, and recovery from it gets the least amount of attention due to stigma. And one of the things that we do here at Take 12 Recovery Radio, and I, I believe we do it very well because of the guests we have on the show, uh, is we help to break that stigma. We let people know that through the power of the God who is God, people do recover. And that's true. You, you, you've you seen that, right, Marla? Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it it's a marvelous thing. But before we get into that, we like to do, we like to bring Cecil uh, Cecil lives in our computer, and uh, Cecil likes to introduce uh, this part of the show. Let's see. <clears throat> That's right. It's time, everybody, to play a little Take 12 trivia on this episode of the Victory Report. So take it away. Whoever's doing it, just take it away. <laughs> do it. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> Cecil, I see you set that up just in case. Just in case, yeah, yeah. We don't know who's doing it. <laughs> so, um, all right, Marla. So, because you are our very special guest, we're going to give you first crack at these questions. Interestingly enough, Denver, it's Teen Challenge trivia once again. <laughs> well, all right, all right, good. Okay, so if you if you get it right, you get a nice little bell like that. If you get it wrong. You get that, and if you get and if you get Marla, if you get them all right, you get to have a nice day. Wait that, a minute, that's wh- all. Wait awesome. a minute. Where, where's the fluff machine? <laughs> the fluff machine. Oh, you, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, if you get if you really get it wrong, yeah. really badly, you'll get this. That's the fluff machine. Yeah, uh, you got to see them all, Marla. Yeah, it's um, yeah. We got we got all sorts of noisemakers over here. All right, so here is take twelve trivia question number one. Listen closely. Most of Arizona does not follow daylight savings time change of the clock. Arizona is on mountain time, with one exception. Mm -hmm. What is that exception? Now, I'll give you your choices. They're multiple choice, Marla. (laughs) The Hopi Reservations, Flagstaff, Arizona, are the Navajo Nation. What do you think, Marla? Oh, uh, let's go with the first one. The Hopi Reservation. Okay. What do you What do you think, Denver? Uh, Marla, I believe you're exactly correct on that. Oh, you guys! Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay. 
Tell me the correct answer. The correct answer is the Navajo Nation, a semi-autonomous Native American territory, follows the United States Daylight Saving Time schedule. It lies in northeastern Arizona. Now, I thought we met him, and I thought that was the Hopi. No, I kind of threw Hopi in there to give, get yeah, you, Hopi give you a trick. Yeah, Hopi did. Well, here's the thing that's interesting. The Hopi Reservation is almost smack dab in the middle of the Navajo Nation area. Uh, that doesn't recognize wow. it. So you can walk into the Hopi <laughs> reservation and be in a different time zone and step outside just, of the. You're just warping out everywhere you go over there. I know it's just a trip. Okay, that was the that yeah. that was that was the kind of warm me up. He, now, he he tricked us, Marlon. I did. Okay, so 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 that was the warm me up. Okay, now we go right into Teen Challenge trivia. All right. So here is your second question, Teen Challenge. Began in Brooklyn, New York, when Reverend David Wilkerson, a young country preacher pastoring a church in eastern Pennsylvania, did what? What did he do? And here's your choices. A, he read an article in Time magazine about riots in New York. B, he read an article in the New York Times about an increase in drug abuse. Or C, he read an article in Life magazine about seven teenagers who were on trial for murder. Which one was it, Marla? <laughs> take a guess. Just stab. Just take a second. C. C. What do you think, Denver? Uh, yeah, I'm going with C. I thought he was trying to trick us by the wink in his eye. Uh, yeah, you guys are right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, good. Absolutely correct. He read an article in Life magazine about seven teenagers who were on trial for murder. All right. Right, here's number three. After seeing the article in Life magazine, David Wilkerson, the founder of Teen Challenge, heard God speak. What did he claim that God said to him? Here's your choices. A, take the gospel to the gangs in New York. B, go to New York City and help those boys. Or C, pray for New York City. What do you think, Marla? I'm going to say B, go and help those boys. What do you think, Denver? Put the remote down. B. 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 <laughs> you guys are correct. God did tell him to go to New York City and help those help those youngins. Help them boys. Okay. We're almost coming up to the end. We got two more. Aren't you glad? <laughs> All right. A study completed by the National Institute on Drug Abuse in 1974 claimed an 86% success rate seven years after students graduated from Teen Challenge. So in other words, they followed their progress for seven years and claimed an 86% success rate. The rest of the story of Teen Challenge is told in the best-selling book, and here are your choices. A, Run Baby Run, B, The Cross and the Switchblade, or C, Seven Times Seventy. Marla? The Cross and the Switchblade. Denver? Yeah, I'll go with that. Yes, you guys are correct. It was the Cross and the Switchblade. And here's your last one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, this one may be a little more difficult. Oh. Are you ready? All right. Up in the game. Who made the following statement? Quote, oh. I speak from for more than 20 years of knowledge of the organization when I tell you Teen Challenge works. He said, I speak from more than 20 years of knowledge of the organization when I tell you Teen Challenge works. Was it A, Ronald Reagan, B, Chuck Colson, or C, Billy Graham? What do you think, Marla? Oh, no. I know, Marla. Uh, 
Uh, I'm torn between A and C. Yeah, I can see where that would be difficult. A. You're going to go with A, Ronald Reagan? What do you think, Denver? I like you. I am a huge Reagan fan, and I believe he supported us. I'm going with A. You guys are correct. It was Ronald Reagan. Yes, indeed. Excellent. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, not bad. I knew it was more than his acting (laughs) that I liked. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) All right, that does it for uh, Take 12 Trivia. Okay. See, Marla? Now, are you more relaxed or are you more nervous than ever? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm doing a little bit better. Oh, good. All right. Good. I'm a little bit more nervous. Uh, (laughs) Teen Challenge Trivia. I know. Uh, Listen, uh, since 1976, the Springboard Home uh, has provided help for thousands of girls and their distraught families. Through counseling, curriculum, and the love of a compassionate and dedicated staff, they help girls get on the other side of behavioral issues, drug and alcohol use, self-destructive pursuits, and life-controlling habits. From around the nation, girls arrive at this Teen Challenge facility with a variety of issues, and they quickly... Denver, very quickly, they get to work. And what do they work on? Well, solving those issues through intense scheduling of counseling, curriculum, and direct care. And our guest, as I mentioned earlier, is Marla M. She is the intake coordinator and the center supervisor for Springboard Home for Youth, Adolescent Girls Home. Uh, Marla so we had a little fun just a minute ago, but life wasn't always so fun for you, right? I mean, you probably weren't doing as well as you're doing today. Can I make that assumption? That's right. That's right. So what was going on, Marla, before you, uh, before things kind of straightened out for you? Well, I have to say I've, growing up, I always struggled with um, acceptance and worthiness and really just feeling loved or like I was good enough for anybody. And so because mm. of those insecurities, I really looked, um, you know, to find and fill those holes through other things, through acceptance of um, people who maybe would take advantage of me and just who weren't good for me. So did this lead you down a road of substance abuse? It did. Um, I actually... Um, it was my senior year of high school when I first started using um, harder substances. I would, you know, go out and, and drink, but um, I got involved in a relationship my senior year of high school, and his whole family culture was around substance use, and so, um, you know, wanting to feel accepted and loved, I, I, I went on with that relationship and, and got involved with drugs and things that, you know, that road leads you down. So I, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption that that relationship probably kept getting worse. Yes, absolutely. It got worse. Um, it was an unhealthy relationship um, in every way that you could think. Um, you know, he cheated on me. Um, I, because of my addiction, I started stealing. Um, at first it was just stealing from my place of employment. Um, but then it came to helping him, you know, stealing from, uh, stores and, and just people and it wasn't good. 
So would you say that you became very codependent towards the things that he wanted to do? Absolutely. Yeah. So you you when when we do this kind of stuff, we kind of lose ourselves, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, you mentioned a, a family whose dynamic was surrounded around using. Um, did, while you were going through all this stuff, did you have thoughts? And when did you get those thoughts of man, something's got to change? This just isn't. There's something wrong with this picture. You know, I I did have those thoughts, but once I became addicted, um, I was my body was dependent on those drugs and and on yeah. that behavior, and um, it was it was hard to to change from that. Yeah, it's very hard because you become chemically dependent, and. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is something that that a lot of people, particularly in the church, uh, and, and at no fault of their own, uh, so I'm not picking on them, but sometimes we don't understand. You know, we just say things like, "Well, gosh, why can't why can't Marla just quit? Why can't Marla right. just make a choice not to do that same behavior again?" Did, did you hear that kind of stuff from people? I did hear that stuff. I struggled with addiction you know, on and off, but mostly on for, for eight years. And, um, throughout, you know, being pregnant, I struggled with addiction and, mm. uh, addiction took a lot of things from me. Yeah. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't as easy as, as making that choice. Um, I, I didn't like where I was. I didn't like, uh, what my life had become, but I couldn't get away. I couldn't say no to that dependency. Yeah. Well, and, and it's it's interesting because, um, you know, Denver, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but the insanity plea that we have in the court system, mm-hmm. when a person claims, when their attorney claims in, the insanity plea, it actually came from the British courts. And they they were cutting people's hands off for stealing fruit off of fruit carts, you know, that kind of thing. And, well, they mm-hmm. found out that they couldn't keep doing that. So they came up with the insanity plea. I mean, here's a guy walking past a fruit cart. He knows if he steals an apple, he's going to get his hand cut off if he gets caught, and he does it anyway. So if we know that what we're going to do is going to bring that much harm to us and we do it anyway, something is awry in our thinking. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, it, it, it. you know, it would be insane to do that. Right, Marla? Yes. Yeah. So it, it's it, it's really an illness of the brain. It's an illness of our thinking. Our thinking is thwarted, and until we can get that changed, if we can, until we can reel that back in, we're probably going to commit the same behavior, expecting different results. And right. it sounds like that's what you were caught up in. And, and well-meaning people are saying, "Well, gosh." Uh, that guy or that gal, they got great jobs. They got great loved ones. They, all these things are, 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 they have so much potential. Gosh, I heard that for years, you know, but why can't they just say no? Denver? Any, any of us that uh, have this issue in our life of addiction, yeah, uh, we question it in and out, in and out. Why can't I quit? Why don't I quit? 
you know, and it's not something we can just control and say, all right, I'm done. Now, fortunately, I went through a substance abuse early in life. I'm older. Yeah. And uh, I did about 10 years worth of meth. And I pulled up to a red light one day, and uh, for by God's grace, I put a stop to that, and I stopped. You know, it mm. was just time. Mm-hmm. But, but the insanity plea that you spent, uh, you mentioned, right, is so true. It's insane. We know it's killing us. It's hurting everybody around us. We're not making any sense or progress or goodness out of life, and yet we will continue to do that. It's insane. Yeah. It's yeah. Insane. You bet. So, so that's why we can we can say with assurance that this is a form of an illness. <laughs> yeah. Because our brain is sick. You know, whenever our thinking is messed up that bad, our brain's sick. And so we need the healer of healers. Right, Marla? Yes. Yeah. So yes. you were caught up in this stuff. You, you, it sounds like you'd actually lost the power and choice. I mean, you didn't, want, you didn't wake up every morning saying, boy, I just want to ruin my life today, right? No, not at all. Yeah. You, you mentioned children. This was during your addiction? Yes. Um I struggled with addiction, you know, when I had children, I actually lost custody of my children Mm. because of my addiction. I lost my home, was homeless, um, everything. Yeah. So what happened? I mean, things really went off the rails for you. Was there one incident that you can pinpoint that happened that started your journey back to health? Well, you know, I had um, one of my older sisters, she had actually offered to help myself and my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. And, you know, I was always afraid of failure. Um, even though I was miserable and I, I hated my life and where I was at, I was afraid of trying and failing because I did that before with, um, with the secular program. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it came down to we were living in uh, somebody's shed um, in the middle of winter. We didn't have our children. You know, we just had lost all hope. And, and it was actually uh, my husband who said, we, we can't do this anymore. And, I again, you know, I was very codependent. Yeah, um, And he stood up and he's like, I can't do this. You're not going to do this to your children. I'm not going to do this to my children anymore. And so we called my sister and her and her church came alongside of us and, and helped both of us get into Teen Challenge. Wow. He went through the program too then. Yes. Yep. We actually were enrolled the very same day we stopped in Tucson and dropped him off. And then my sister took me on up to Casa Grande to the Home of Hope. And we've know, we know we know a couple of people, couples yeah. that went through the women's program up here and the men's program. Yeah, they yeah, that reconciled was, and things are going well. It was kind of uh, different for us or for me to see right. that going on. But yeah, they went through it as a couple. She checked in and he checked in, and they graduated together, and they're doing wonderful now. Yeah, and it sounds like you and your husband are too. Excellent. Yeah, congratulations, yeah. Marla. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. So. <clears throat> I'm sure it wasn't any picnic, though, right? I mean, it wasn't. I mean, you know, we all we've all seen the commercials, wait, right? Uh, wait a minute, picnic? You mean at Teen Challenge? At, at Teen Challenge, or right? before? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, we come into we come into a controlled environment, and and now 
we are expected to have some kind of <laughs> order in our Structure. life. And we may not know how to do that. So we have people come alongside us to help teach us. And so was that kind of a shock to your system? I mean, how did you, how did you receive that kind of direction? You know, it, it was a shock. I didn't go grow up going to church on a regular basis. Yeah. So going into that type of environment was definitely different for me, and it take it took me some time to warm up. But everyone there was so welcoming and loving, and um, just willing to really come alongside me. Uh, there were definitely hard hard times for sure, um, but that was a safe place where I could be broken, so that God could put the pieces back together. And, and how long was your program there? I was there for a year. One year. And then, mm -hmm. and then did you do an internship, or how'd that work? I actually did. When I completed the program, you know, I had the option to go back to my hometown where I was in my mess, but also where my family was and my kids were, yeah. or stay um, and more than anything, I wanted to be with my children, but that's, that wasn't what God called me to. He called me to stay, and so I did an internship at the Home of Hope, which then turned into um, being a full-time employee there. So you've been, you were at that time, two years, 24 months with Teen mm -hmm. Challenge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So comparatively speaking to the rest of your life, two years really isn't much, right? No, not at all. Yeah. Not for the results. Yeah, but how many times have you heard in Denver? Oh, what? A year? <laughs> you expect me to go in there for a year? <laughs> you know, well, you, you know, you've been walking around with a bottle in your mouth and a needle <laughs> in your arm for 12 years. I mean, let's have a vacation and take a little bit of yeah, a break yeah. here, right? Take a, take a break. All right. Um, well, if you go to the website, and we've got more to, dis to discuss here, uh, but if you visit the website... Uh, www.springboardhome.com. Um, you can uh, read testimonials. Uh, I just want to. I want to share now. Before I share this, um, I want you to know I'm not going to mention any names in here. And and sometimes these testimonials can contain sensitive material that may not be suitable for children. So just so you know that before I read this, if you've got a young child in the room or whatever. Um, in fact, what I'll do is we'll, we'll go ahead and take a break so you can remove the young child if you feel like you should. And then we'll come back. And I want to read a couple of these uh, to you. These these come out of um, the Springboard Home uh, for Youth. So we're going to take a short break, Marla. Come back and do that. And then we'll talk more about your story uh, when we come back. All right, Denver? See you then. All right. Don't go away. We'll be back right after this. Teen Challenge is a Christian drug and alcohol program, 12 to 15 months long. We really focus on trying to help people with any life-controlling problem with a direct emphasis on discipleship. For $40 a month, you'll be a part of family restoration. You'll be a part of their recovery from addiction. You'll be a part of their renewal and healing. So please, Become a Teen Challenge of Arizona student sponsor today. For more information, visit our website at tcaz.org. Too much God talk for you? Then you've tuned in to the wrong station. This is Take 12 Recovery Radio. 
Alrighty, and welcome back. You've tuned into the Victory Report, where men and women from Teen Challenge of Arizona share uh, their stories of victory over life-controlling issues through the power of God, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, the website that you can visit for today's show is www.springboardhome.com. We are talking to Marla M. She's the intake coordinator and center supervisor for the Adolescent Girls Home, Springboard Home for Youth. And that is located in Tucson, Arizona. Um, just a couple of, of, of quick uh, testimonials here uh, from Springboard. I was uh, This young lady says, I was victimized by an online pedophile when I was 12 and fell into a depression of shame and guilt. I smoked spice and marijuana, popped pain pills and anti-anxiety pills, as well as drank alcohol. I attempted suicide. Four times, Denver, four times she did this and cut, uh, you know, self-harm countless times and was put in a behavioral health hospital three times. I came here to springboard and my life has been changed. I've had an experience with God that filled me with joy, peace and strength. My relationship with God is so strong now and I am completely in love with him. All I want to do is serve and praise him. I'll be coming back to do an internship when I graduate high school to help other girls who are in the position I was in. All the glory goes to God as he's given me my life back. The thing I love about that is she shares a little bit of the mess, but then she gives all the glory to God, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I like yeah. is I'll be back after high school. She, yeah. got, she got God, excuse me, got a hold of her early. Right. Didn't have a lot of years of of this going on. You bet. You bet. Here's another one. For 11 years of my life, I was sexually abused by my grandpa. Wow. My freshman year, uh, the abuse was brought to light and things quickly moved into a downward spiral. I tried numbing my pain with a needing disorder, drugs, self-harm, sex, drinking. I tried it all, but it was never enough and nothing brought me the peace I was looking for. I graduated high school a year early and moved in with my best friend. I was offered Molly a few months later, and a week into using it, I found out it wasn't Molly, Denver. It was meth. I was hooked, went through awful withdrawals as a result, and my best friend's stepdad raped me on the 4th of July. After only about two months at Springboard, the peace I have found in God surpasses anything I've ever experienced. My life is changed forever. Amen. Wow. Good stuff. I mean, uh, you know, and this is the kind of stuff that you guys get to experience on a regular basis. True, Marla? That's true. Um, When you hear stuff like that, when you see the girls go from hopeless to hopeful, what's that do to your heart? You know, it's it's a blessing to to see them be able to receive Christ and, and the healing that he has it just it makes you want to give back more to serve more yeah so how did you go okay so you went through the program you did you you did the internship thing and now you are a staff member not only a staff member you're intake coordinator and center supervisor i mean that's quite a jump from living in a shack with your boyfriend right it is (laughs) <laughs> did you ever think in a million years that, you know, you were ever, I mean, when you were out there using and drinking and doing all the stuff you were doing, 
Did it ever cross your mind that someday that you would actually be in a position to help so many people? You know, it, it never did. I <clears throat> thought, how could anybody ever forgive me for the choices that I made? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how could, why would anybody want to hire somebody like me? Um, I, I just, I didn't think that there was really a future. When I say I lost all hope, I had no hope. Um, so to look back and see where God has brought me to, it's amazing that he's able to use my testimony. Um, he's able to use me to to help other families. How old were you when you when you first went into Teen Challenge? Ooh, I was uh, 26. Okay. So th- this is brings me to the point that I want people to understand that just because it's called Teen Challenge doesn't mean it's limited to teens. However, we are this interview today is uh, with the intake and center supervisor for an adolescent girls' home. Um, this particular network, a Teen Challenge of Arizona, has five centers, and this is the adolescent center. Um, do you find it, Marla? Do you? Compared to working with adults versus working with teens, there it's a different dynamic, right? Uh, it is different. It is a lot different. Yeah, in some ways. <laughs> did did you did you work in an in an adult center before you went to the teen center? Uh, well, I was at the Home of Hope um, for about a year, maybe the a little bit longer yeah. than a year as staff, and then I I transferred on down to Springboard. Okay. All right. So what's your most challenging hurdle when working with minors? Hmm. <laughs> Where do you start, right? <laughs> um, you know, they have attitude. They they want to control things. Um, uh, that's weird. Yeah, right? We're looking at each other going, really? <laughs> they do. I mean, even my, my own son who is, uh, you know, growing up, I mean, he loved the Lord and served God all of his life and everything like that, but he still thought he knew everything. Still does, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, okay, so when we're called to ministry, I mean, there there's being burdened for ministry and then there's being called to ministry. I'm burdened for, you know, the the children in the Dominican Republic, but I'm not called to it. If I took that on, I'd probably fall flat on my face. Um, mm-hmm. So you really have to have, I mean, particularly working with minors, you, you've God's got to be guiding you all the way. You can't be doing it on your own strength, right, Marla? Oh no, absolutely. It's it's God all the way. Um, we wouldn't be able to do it without Him. Right. So take take me through your typical day as intake coordinator and center supervisor at an adolescent center. So when I get here, um, you know, I usually go in and check on the house parents at their direct care staff who are seeing over the girls, um, check on them, see how they're doing. And then I, I, I hit the phones um, following up, making new contacts with families who are looking for help for their daughter. Um, you know, I oversee our direct care staff. I do, um, you know, just making sure that the center is running and that everybody has what they need, that we have everything that we need. Mm-hmm. 
do you do you spend time in prayer or devotions with your staff? Um, we do. So our lead staff, we actually meet every week. Um, we have prayer, and, and we meet, and then um, our entire team, our entire staff meets um, every other week, uh, where we come together. We do devotions. And um, we talk about the needs and the students and what we can do to best serve them. Do you live on campus yourself, or or do you have you and your husband have a home? Or no, I don't live here at the center. We do, however, have we have twenty four hour care for the girls who are here. So we have three different shifts to make sure that the girls are being watched over and cared for. Yeah, so that's really important. So you you have people that actually stay on campus overnight and are on the clock, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you guys do is it the same for the adolescent center as far as education goes, like personal studies for new Christians or group studies for new Christians and that kind of thing, or is it different? No, that's all the same. And then we also. Um, we do all of those studies, and then we have, um, you know, extra discipleship, character qualities. Um, the girls have chapel and church. Um, How many chapels a and week? And then we have, so, so they, uh, chapels are once a week. They go to their regular church on Sunday and then Wednesday night service as well. Um, they have daily devotions both in the morning and in the evening. Mm, good. So you, you guys have speakers come in for your chapel services, or is it all done in-house? No, we do have people come in and, and speak for those services. Right, right. Um, so you, you've you got a staff that, that's, that you're working alongside with. Uh, do you do outreach? Do you take the adolescents to churches and actually do outreach presentations with them? Our director does, yes. She'll go out to churches. The girls will go with them. They have um, silent testimony that they do. Um, and then um, they also go out and do other statewide events with the other centers. Yeah, yeah. So how close is Tucson to Prescott? Oh, I'm going to say a few hours. Okay. I think four, four to six. I'm not sure. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I told Brandy uh, last time was it'd be really great to see you guys out at uh, Hope Fest in Prescott, Arizona in September. I know Team Challenge has, plays a big role in that and helping to set up and and that kind of thing. Um, so I'm just gonna put a bug in your guys' ear now. We would love to see you there. Yes, yes. <laughs> Come out and enjoy the sunshine. You guys get lots of it. Yeah, yeah. We get spoiled when we go out there. I have a question. Yeah. Marla, during your internship, what did that curtail? Were they, during your internship, uh, uh, guiding you, feeding you, leading you into uh, a position of interest? Like, you know, you're now the uh, uh, intake coordinator and center supervisor. Were they schooling you, basically, during your internship you know, grooming you for that position, or well, my internship, my internship was actually done at the home of hope. Okay. Um, and you know, God's ways are not our ways. I I thought I would be at the home of hope for for quite a while, but <laughs> God's uh, ways. Actually, he, he opened the door for me to come to Springboard. <laughs> uh, I okay. Well, then during your internship, were they priming you for? Uh, 
for high, leadership? Yeah, or? for leadership through Teen Challenge. Is that? I mean, I'm I mean, s- I think that they they do that with everyone who is doing an internship or stuff. They want to um, encourage us, and they want you know they want if that's where God has called us to, then they definitely want to help us in that area. Yeah, so so there's an actual program. What's I can't remember the name of it. Emerging leadership or something like that. What's that called? Yeah, I think it is emerging, emerging leaders. leaders. Yeah, right, right. That you guys do. That's similar to Teen Challenge Ministry Institute, isn't it? Yes, that's right. Right, right, and that that helps prepare you to to go into ministry. Uh, do you find that that a lot of folks that you went through the program with ended up going into ministry or was it just a couple? I think a lot of people have. Um, definitely. It's, it's a blessing that Teen Challenge has that available for us. Right. Right. So let me ask you about your center. How many beds are available at uh, Springboard? Our facility is actually built to serve 20 young ladies. So we actually have two dorms that have bunk beds in them. Right now we're only operating at half capacity, though, so we have the ability to serve 10 girls right now. Okay, so there's 10 availabilities. So listeners, you need to know that because somebody's listening to this show that if if they don't need it, they may know somebody that needs a bed at, uh, at Springboard. When they start out, when they first come in, what what is your procedure? I mean, uh, do you drug test? Uh, do you do a search? Uh, what do you do? Well, not only are we part of Teen Challenge, but we are licensed through the state of Arizona, so there are a lot of regulations that we have gotcha. to uphold. So coming in um, before even the girls come in for their intake, they have a physical and lab work drug screening that has to be complete prior to intake. Yeah. And uh, when, when they're checking in and you get in their bed, what's your, what's your, the first few days look like for them? Their first few days is really, um, I mean, we, we greet everybody with love. That is one thing, you know, we're definitely not lacking here. Yeah. The first few days is really an opportunity for the girls to learn the structure and the schedule of the program, what to expect. You know, the rules, we have lots of rules, lots of structure. It's important for the girls to have boundaries and make them them feel safe. Do they get like a coach or or somebody to come alongside them individually to kind of break them in? Well, the girls do a lot of things as a group, but each young lady has a biblical counselor here. Nice. Who meets with her individually, meets with their family, and then they have uh, group counseling as well. So, so they go, go. Do they see a counselor every day, or is it a couple times a week? Or um, the way that the counseling is set up, the Teen Challenge curriculum that the girls are working is working alongside their counseling, so it's tailored for them, just really depending on what they are struggling with. So they will have individual counseling, scheduled individual counseling once a week, family counseling every other week, and group oh, wow. counseling once a week. Now, if somebody is in crisis and needs their counselor then we'll definitely make that available to them. What about relapse? How, it, it, I mean, you can't have a center that size without having to deal with relapse on occasion, right? Um, you know, definitely when girls go home, there might be a bump in the road. Right. Um, but because of the tools and the, 
the relationship that they have with Christ, they've learned how to get back up from that and move forward. Excellent. Yeah, so it, it, it can be a speed bump. It doesn't have to be a right. lifelong crash. I mean, it, it's not the end. Right. Of the, it's not the end of the world. We can get back on the horse with the power of the Lord and move forward. And you know, we really want to. Our doors are always open, even when girls complete and go home. The counselors continue to follow up with them and their family um, to make sure, you know, if they need help walking through anything, that we're available. Um, so once a young lady completes our program. It's not like we don't have communication with them. You know, their family does. That's that. Gosh, that is so key. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. So uh, your doors are open to them. They can call any time if they need to get together with their counselor that they had when they were a student. They can, they can meet with them. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, I, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of recovery centers, shelters, drug and alcohol treatment programs. I mean, we, we have tons of them in this country. Um, mm-hmm. But not all of them really pay a whole lot of attention to aftercare or follow-up. And that's important for uh, Teen Challenge of Arizona, right? It's important, absolutely. Um, that's, you know, I want to say that's why I've been able to walk this out because of the love of Christ and because of the relationships and the people through Team Challenge, you know, my family and my husband that God's placed to help me walk through that. Mm-hmm. What does your husband do? Is he is he work do for uh, Team Challenge? He does not. He is into landscaping. Oh, cactus, cactus. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you guys take take advantage of his talents? <laughs> That's Teen Challenge. Yeah, yeah, Teen Challenge. I mean, I, I mean, I would. Oh, so you do? Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so we're get, we're going to assume he's an excellent landscaper, Denver. There you are. Yeah, that, that that's awesome. So how is? So let me ask you this question, uh, uh, Marla. How is this experience going through the program yourself, going through an internship, and now as a staff member? How has this benefited your relationship with your husband? You know, the whole thing has been a benefit, um, a blessing, really, to have my husband. I've had somebody to walk through this journey with me, um, where we can hold each other accountable, where we can go uh, to church together, and we can pray together, and we can believe together. Mm. You, you guys, this is the guy that you lived in a shed with, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's a wonderful story. That's a great story. I, I know. Just uh, that the Lord has led both of you along the same path. Excellent. It, you know, and God, Denver, it's just amazing, isn't it, how, how, how God, I mean, we, we can doctor things up all we want to. We can program people to death with all sorts of programs and, and uh, you know, and you know, you know, Denver and I are both 12-steppers. I mean, we, we, we love the 12 steps, but there's no power in the steps. They just show us our need for a power. The power in this whole thing is our Lord and Savior. That's the power. Absolutely. And, and you Absolutely. Can, yeah, because you can sit around in a chapel service all day long and drink bad coffee, and not. <laughs> that's not the treatment. The treatment is a relationship with God, right, Marla? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So I, I just want to say congratulations from going from living in a in a in a shed to doing what you're doing. I mean, and God knew it the whole time too. Isn't that just a trip? Yeah. <laughs> God had a plan. All right, so let's talk about what's coming up. You guys have got some stuff coming up here. Um 
on the 9th, which is Friday, this Friday. <laughs> yeah. It's here. It's yes. Here. So um, you have uh, two banquets coming up, one on the 9th and one on the 10th, hosted by the Home of Hope, both of them. And uh, it, listeners, if you want to go back and listen to um, the shows with uh, Home of Hope, the last, the first two shows that first we did, uh, mm-hmm. with Marianne and, and with Brandy, uh, please do that by going to our archives. So tell us about these banquets. What do you guys do? Uh, banquets are where all of the centers come together, and um, it's an opportunity for us to share with the community with churches, with donors, with families, what's God, what God is doing at our centers and how he's changing and transforming lives. You said all the centers. That has to be a large gathering. It is. It's how powerful. It's so powerful. Wonderful. I think how big the out here at, at the Shed Center yeah. gets, and that's just one center. Can you imagine all these centers yeah. getting together? That's cool. That's a party for Jesus, baby. <laughs> I love it. That's right. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, so both of those, uh, listeners, if you want information about that, you can call 520-836-5030. That's 520-836-5030. You can also visit TZ, or, I mean, TC, stands for Teen Challenge, TCAZ. You, you know, I want to say Taz all the time. Taz? Yeah. But, yeah, but I keep missing the C. I love it. Uh, or you can follow the links on uh, the Victory Report website uh, as well and just click on events and you'll be able to find those. Then on the 17th is the 11th annual bike run. I'm, bike I'm, I'm, guess, run. I'm guessing you're not running with your bike. It's a bicycle. Yeah. You're riding a bike and then you're running. No. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Is that How does that work? Uh, does bike stand for something? Bike run. <laughs> it's, I think it's a motorbike. A motorcycle. <laughs> oh, what? It's, okay. So it's like a bike. It's like a run. It's but it's not like running. It's like a poker run, only no yeah, poker. No poker. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a run, but you're not literally running with your legs. Oh, how fun! It's a bike run. <laughs> oh, we're so confused here. Uh, and this is hosted by the Phoenix Men's Center, and uh, you can call that number at uh, 602-271-4084 for details. Uh, and then on the 24th of this month is the spring banquet hosted by the Tucson Men's Center. Uh, that's the Yuma Spring Banquet. So uh, there's uh, we got a number there, too, 520-792-1790. Um, all this information can be found at tcaz.org. Uh, and I just really encourage uh, people, if you're, if you're – particularly if you're in the Arizona – state of Arizona um, – you know, if you're there are people out there that have money burning in their pockets and they, and they're wanting to know a cause they can give that money to. And I'm not just blowing smoke here. There are people that actually do that. <laughs> Listen, if you want to see some amazing things change in people's lives, help sponsor a student. Yes. At Teen Challenge of Arizona. And uh particularly, uh, you know, we really want to uh, promote the Springboard Home. Um, go to their website. Check their website out. There's a place there that that where you can get information, so you can come on board and find financially help somebody. Give them a call. Give them a call. Yeah, absolutely. Marla, any closing thoughts from you? Uh, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to come and share what God's done in my life. Well, it's it's an amazing story of, of uh, redemption and restoration. 
And once again, it's just it's just proof beyond proof uh, that God knows exactly what He's doing. <laughs> From a shack to a center, I love it. From a shack to a center, love it. Ooh, mm. that's powerful stuff. Good stuff. I like that. Wow, going to be the tagline for the wow. show. Wow, <laughs> good, Denver. Thank you. I did something crazy. <laughs> All right, so we have a, a real treat f- uh, for you. Uh, my very good friend, Mr. Brian Duncan, uh, multi dev award winner, uh, and uh, just a heck of a, a heck of a nice guy. Uh, he's going to do our closing song <coughs> here. Uh, but before we do that, Denver, tell us, tell everybody how they can listen to our shows here at Take Twelve Radio. Kind of thought I'd slid through. No, you didn't slide. Probably not. Here, let me adjust my glasses. Uh, you can listen or download any of our shows by going to Take12Radio.com and clicking on Follow Me on Podomatic. Once there, you can download our app from Android or iOS. You can comment on these shows, love us or hate us, and we would love to hear from you. You can also listen to the shows on our, on our YouTube channel. Simply go to Take12Radio.com and click on the YouTube icon. And if you'd like to send us your email, uh, our email address is take 12 radio at comcast.net. That'll be take 12 radio at comcast.net. Very good. Uh, thank you, Marla, again. Thank you, Marla. And so uh, sit back and enjoy this song with us, Marla. And uh, folks, uh, well, God is a God of second chances and third chances, and on and on and on it goes, right? Here is Second Chances by Brian Duncan. Yeah. 
Second Chances. A very special thank you to our guest, Marla M., the intake coordinator and center supervisor for the Adolescent Girls Home Springboard Home for Youth, part of the Teen Challenge of Arizona network of amazing recovery and restoration ministry. Until next time, this is the Monty Man along with your co-host, Denver Wolf, and we're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of Take 12 Recovery Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.